Lean in, Lisa, put her to the test. Lean in, Lisa, so get off your chest. It's more than just a trend, cause everyone's her friend. So lean in with Lisa, spend your time with Lisa. Lisa's got something to say. So reach out to Lisa every day. Hey, everybody. We got a great show for you today. We have a very special guest on who I have known and loved for many, many years. He is, I guess you could call him a renaissance man. He does it all. He's an actor. He's a producer. He's a writer. He's a stand-up comedian. He has won two NADA's Emmy Awards. Uh, do you know what that is, Alan? N-A-T-A-S. Not exist. Sounds just like an Emmy in the, as far as I'm okay. concerned. We got well, an Emmy award-winning Renaissance man actor comedian on the show today. That's exactly what he is. I'll 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 accept that. He did a 90-minute stand-up special called Daditude, which aired primetime on the Showtime network. And he is one of the funniest people that I know. And we all know him and we all love him. And we know him as a love master. He's Craig Shoemaker. So reach out to Lisa every day. Hey, Craig. Hi, Lisa. How are you? I am fantastic. Are we actually on a podcast or just hanging? We're doing both. It's been a while. I know. It's been a while. I don't know. The last time we saw each other was, uh, I think, at the supermarket. But you were wearing a mask, so I, I thought you were Tom Brady. <laughs> uh, if only I was Tom Brady or, or a part of Tom Brady or had jewelry like Tom Brady or no, it was not Tom you, Brady. Wait, wait. But you do have a wife who's as beautiful as Tom Brady's wife. I See, I didn't go there. I didn't go there. I almost uh, did for the joke, but there's no. Yes. All right. Well, I, I got there in time. Okay. So. Craigie. Yes, Lisa. Craigie, I have, I have a question. Yeah. I've known you a while. We've known each other a while, right? We're not we're allowed like, to say we, how long. I, I, whenever I hang out with old friends, we're not allowed to say yeah. when we met because it has an 80 in front. Right. And you're not allowed <laughs> to use the word old. <laughs> That's right. So. Uh, My cherished I don't, friends. I cherish. We're like family, basically. And I and our kids went to school together. Justin went to school with Sarah. Congratulations on his graduation. Thank you. My daughter just graduated. She's about to graduate from UCSB. Uh, but do, I, do you like to be called Shoe yes, or Craggy? Well, no, not Craggy. That's, that's wait, the, wait. Your grandma used to call you Craggy. Well, what's Craig-y. funny about that is my mom named me Craig because she didn't think you could put like you know you got Ricky, you know, got well, all the. <laughs> why, she thought that you couldn't do that with Craig. So my right. aunt and uncle used to come over and go, "Hello, Craggy." My mother would go, "They do that to irritate me." They do it on purpose. I said, Mom, do you really think they're sitting around having dinner going, how can we mess with Barbara Shoemaker? I got it. Call Craig Craigie. So it brings back a bad memory. She might be watching, Lisa. She better not call me Craigie. Okay. I won't call you Craigie. I call you Shoe. Yes. A lot okay, of people do. And- well, you know, it works out well that way because you become unique. Uh, we're from back east and you nickname people. That's what you do. You shorten their last name. My last name Shoemaker. They call me Shoes. Steve Wartenberg is Wart to this day. Stagliano is Stag. Yeah, uh, Ben Victor. You know Paul Ben Victor, our friend Paul. He calls me Connie because my last name is Conrad. Exactly. So he still, yeah. still calls me Connie you to this day. You either put a Y in the end or you shorten it. You know, Ceram uh, is exactly. Ceram. Now Scott Astor was not fond of this method, but he learned I'm sure how to he deal wasn't. with it. 
Don't call me. I can me only that. imagine. <laughs> when did people start well, calling Tony you? Tony Pusini had to move. <laughs> <laughs> that was it for. <laughs> well, wait, wait, so the, so people started calling you Shoe when you were be- when you got into showbiz. No. Oh, oh, that was goes back. You know, high, was, high school? Abs- no, beyond that, since I was a boy. And what's funny is I'm watching my kids grow up and we grew up in a neighborhood, you know, you and I are in the same neighborhood with these, you know, West Coast, more wealthy kids. They don't do nicknames. Entitlements, the kids who are enabled. The yeah. good old days of stuff you in a locker. They don't uh, do that anymore. They put my head in a toilet, call it a whirly or a swirly, whatever. <laughs> they don't do this. I've actually asked them. There's no fights. It's, there's no nicknaming. <laughs> No shaming. We used to play. They're living in a bubble. They're in a bubble, these kids. They they didn't go, you know, I took them bowling. I said, here's a ball. You know, you have these little remote fingers. You use a 16-pound ball and build some muscle. Here's some shoes been worn by 900 people and they've been cleaned by an aerosol poisonous gas cloud. So you (laughs) get in your lungs. You develop some immunity, bubble boy. That's how it should work. There you go. But not in our neighborhood. No, no. I try to play hit the penny with my daughter. She goes, are you kidding? What's hit the penny? You know, when you put the penny on the floor, you take the Spalding ball and you hit the friggin' penny. <laughs> That's Brooklyn. I don't know that one. That's I'm going to add that to the What about, st- all right, stoop ball, stoop ball. Oh, I love Remember stoop ball. St- of course. Don't even you play that in Philly, huh? Biz, they have a patio. A patio. <laughs> patio. Yes, a patio. <laughs> yes, the a, white. A stoop out here. It's it's a whole it's other a world. Patio. We don't have the same games that we had. Hey, listen, I'm not being. It's a stun deck. I'm not being deck. like inappropriate here or politically incorrect, but I'm going to tell you the name of a game. And I wonder if you had this game. Okay. Let's Understand, hear. people. Stop with the cancel culture. All right. This is an actual fact of what the game was called. And I happen to look it up and it has nothing to do with anything derogatory toward any race. It's another word for, anyway, this game, it's called Chink. Okay. Chink in the armor. It's an actual thing. That's what it's named after. So there's no, you don't need to edit or cancel oh. culture. This, this is an actual factual game that was called Chink. And if you is that what hit, you used to play? If you hit, it was at wall ball, basically. And if you hit... This little corner area, not the wall, not the ground. It's this little area that's called the chink area. That was a game that we played in the streets. We played ass ball. Did you ever play that? Let's bring some. I got to bring a guy on who's from Philly because I know that you and he can have a great time with this because let's see if he knows these games. Okay. I have my writer here. Hey, can you bring Alan? Can you bring my a writer on Adam Labarkin, please, to meet uh, Craig Shoemaker? Adam Adam Labarkin, Hi. Philly guy. Yes. You wearing your Philly? Are you wearing your Philly I'm jersey? My, my Eagles jersey. I heard it was a special occasion. Uh, but I I did play wall ball and I played. It wasn't called ass ball. It was called R A, which stood for red ass because the person would have oh, to okay. stand against the wall and you'd hit him if you touch it. Right. So we called it right. R A. Same game. It was a punishment thing. If you lost, yeah. you went up against the wall, you put your head against the wall, and you put your rear end out, and they hurled the yeah. ball at your yeah. rear I, end. I think if you touched the ball, if you tried to catch it and missed it and it touched you, you'd have to run into the wall before somebody else threw it. That's And then if you if they hit the if they hit their first, why yeah. Why don't they have why? these games anymore? It drives me nuts. I'm glad I'm not from buck. Philly. Do you know Buck Buck, I, Lisa? Buck Buck? Buck Buck. Buck Buck. You play it with a chicken? I don't know. What no, is it? no. It was you. You held onto a pole, and everybody lined up like a chain. I like the pole part. Okay, no, not that kind of pole. Oh, oh. <laughs> There's no twenties. 
Uh, mm. so you, these are kids. You line up on a pole. They go buck, buck, no, number one, and they leap into the air, and they try to make it to the pole while you're trying to buck them off of you. Okay, it's a very, very cool game. They need. I got to get my daughter to play this. Yes. I got to get my daughter off the off the electronics That's to play buck buck. Exactly right. This is my point. There are. There you are know, you you just got back from a cross country trip with your son Justin, did. didn't you? Yes, it was awesome. Now let me ask you this: the cross country, you're in the car for many hours. Yes. And I want to know: did Justin look out the window once, or was he on his phone the whole time? No, I forbade him from that. You did. He was pretty That's so much, cool. It was all the only way he could go on the phone is to look for directions. That was that was it. Was he was no, your, he was your navigator. He was my navigator. Yes, I drove most of the way, even though I gave him the car for his graduation. Another thing, by oh. the way, that we never had growing up. I, had to buy I didn't a get car. a car until I was twenty five. Well, you didn't get a and car. and it was you, used. You bought a car, two hundred dollars, a beater that you just ran till it dropped. Thank I had you very pot much. Plants growing in the back. It was so dirty on the seats. Full pot plants. That's how unbelievable. Oh, I sound like OG cranky over here. <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't have seatbelts back. Did we have seatbelts back then? I, I think I was on the floor half the time of when my parents were driving in the car yeah. with me. Yeah. I was in the back seat <laughs> right. on the floor. They're like, "Is Lisa still here?" <laughs> and they check for you with the with that. They all had very long arms. Our parents yes. had very long. My pa- both of my parents had very long arms. And that was your. That was your. That was your. They looked like Jack Skellington. Yes. Yes. They would reach over if if they hit the brakes. They reach over really quick. It's yes. like like their arm is going to stop you from hurtling through. There's exactly. No airbags. Airbag was Fat Uncle Ray. He stopped yes. you from going through windshields. <laughs> I had a Fat Uncle Ray. Yes. You had one too. Thank God for Fat Uncle Ray. Yes, I, otherwise I would have been going through the windshield half the time. I used to have a joke about that because I was raised uh, Jewish and like Protestant, Catholic, whatever the hell it was. Now you're a mutt. Yeah, okay. But I used to say it was so confusing. There was Passover and Easter were the same week, right? So I didn't know yeah. which day it was. I go, is the empty chair for Elijah or Uncle Ray today? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a bark on that one. <laughs> was that yours or mine? I don't know. I'm muting it. <laughs> oh, that was your that, that was your that was Cisco. That was so, awesome. I my my so joke you, got heckled by a dog, or, or even that was a good laugh. <laughs> so Adam, I want to tell you a little bit about so Adam Adam's my writer, and he Adam, you need to get off uh you need to leave leave early, right? You said well, you have something going on. Minutes, he's, gonna... he's about to he's about to sell his Oscar winning yeah, script. Yeah. So Maybe. uh but we're going to ask, uh, Adam wants to ask you a couple of uh, questions that you've never been asked okay. before. Oh, never but, been uh, asked. Well, that, that was, yeah. that's the challenge. Uh, we want to see if we can ask our guests five things they've never been asked. Because, uh, you, you know, yeah, you're that, very popular. have done a lot of interviews. You've done a lot of these by now. We're trying to mix up. We're, we're see if we can come up with things great. you've never been asked. It's almost like stump you. So, uh, so I have to tell you if I've ever been asked before. Yeah, you can. I mean, you know, you can say I've asked that. You know, give me another one. So I'm gonna, we're going to try. Uh, you know, these are type of no, you wanna, no right you wanna, answers. You want to try? Yeah, you know, just your opinions. See if you've been asked. So, do you want to start with the yeah. first question, Adam? And then yeah, uh, here we go. Okay. Here, we're trying. Um, All right, what's a funnier stand-up comedy bit? Uh, the Israel-Palestine conflict or race relations? No, I've never been asked okay. that one before. <laughs> a funnier bit? Yeah. Uh, I would go race relations okay. because uh, I think that we don't know enough about what's going on over there. We only hear reports of it, yeah. but race relations are right in our backyard. So right. uh, as a matter of fact, truth is always the funniest. So if it's your truth of your experience, which most people don't have experience in Israel uh, or Palestine or anywhere like that, it's our backyard. We have lots of racial stuff going on at all races, Great. you know, so 
there's a lot of division and uh, and conflict, and conflict can lead to comedy. Right. I particularly don't really. I have one bit in my act about. Um, I was just found out that uh, through my 23 and me that I'm 23. I'm, I'm sorry, 14 percent African from Ghana. Whoa. So I'm, I'm black. Wow. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not surprised after seeing the Love Master. Uh... <laughs> so, and a week after I found out, I got pulled over by the police. <laughs> the cop says to me, "Do you know why I stopped?" Yes, I think we both. Know. We got your results. They get they actually get all the results from Twenty Three and Me. I think. Exactly. So I know. We can see him, buddy. I got it. Especially the line that you had in your movie that? that Michael Goldberg directed. Yes. Did he? Did Michael Goldberg write it? The one that you did with Farrah, Farrah Fawcett. I wrote the movie. He directed. Oh, you wrote the movie. He directed it. The scene when you ring the bell. Oh yes, uh, that's I remember that. So Farrah Fawcett. She opens the door. Fawcett, you know. By the way, she grabbed my junk in rehearsal. Uh, I'm not surprised. What's the name of the movie? <laughs> Oh, I happen to think you're cuter than Ryan. I was, I was in a car where they're like rehearsing. I said, I was practically calling her Miss Fawcett. I'm like, thanks for doing my movie, Miss Fawcett. I'm really honored. <laughs> I had your poster. Da, da, da. She, she says, oh, shut up. I'm just here because I want to know if that love master is real. And she reaches over. And, uh -huh. There was no horn in my crotch. I'm not carrot top. But anyway, so in the scene, I, the doorbell rings and she answers. I said, that wasn't my hand that rang the doorbell, baby. Oh, yeah. She That's says, a love come master. on in. So, uh, when did this love master? When did you discover that in in you, the love master? I mean, were you were you in high school? Yes. How did that yes, come about? Were you in bed with? Like, was it, did you lose your virginity that night? What happened? No, Lisa. Opposite. I was in high school, a big time geek. I was five foot one, ninety two pounds. I won the shortest in the school award. And, really? Yeah. I had no idea. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. Well, you can see now, you know, I'm 6'2 and overweight. Yeah. But you're, anyway, so. Uh, you're a stud. Yeah, sure. And well, nobody was saying that. that all the girls like you, the good looking ones, would call, they would use the F word. Friend. I was always the friend. <laughs> and they, you know how girls pee together? You know, you all pee, the posse pee? Uh, yes. I just peed with my younger daughter. Right. I'll yeah. tell you how bad it was. They took me with them on the posse pee. I'd be one of the girls wow. sitting on the tub as they talked about all the guys. There was always bad guys. And I was like, why am I such a friend? I can't stand this. I'm always joking with them. They love my jokes. They think I'm funny. And uh, you know what? But nobody wants me. And I'm like, give the geek a chance, baby. Yeah, I'll have you begging like PBS on a pledge drive, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. So, and there you go. Master was born. He channels through me. He's the bad guy that they all really want, but they won't say it. Yeah, I don't know how a lot of husbands feel in the audience, although they may be very happy when they get home. Oh, do you know how many births have happened after my show? I've had I'm not many surprised. including Michael Goldberg. No. Yes. You didn't know that you story? See, I had, are you kidding? Kayla? I, His I, daughter? I was, we were filming The Love Master. You can look it up, do the math. We were, we're in Tempe, Arizona, filming the movie, and she, Karen says, I'm ovulating. And I said, Golds, do the Love Master. It's work for other people. I have a photo of a kid. Oh, Michael did it. Okay. I, I was kidding. Yeah. You, you think I'm the father of Kayla? <laughs> Is that what you were going with that? Wow. That That's what I was going to say. Is there something I don't know? All right. No, I, I was tried. I told him, I said, all these births have happened. I showed him a photo of a kid that was conceived in the parking lot of the Brea Improv. All these people told me they were once infertile. That guy tried to be the Love Master. It loosens things up with laughter. And you're not trying to have a child, right? You just let it go. And guess what? So I said, I'm going to go get sandwiches. I was about to uh, watch the Eagles playoff game against the Lions. 
And I went out and got sandwiches, came back. He was done already, which is not like the love master. And baby Kayla, she was born uh, nine months later. Now, Karen yes. says it might have been two days later, but I still think that's when it was. Well, she should have named the baby Craigie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I told you, don't. Anyway. My mother, you're going to edit that out for my mother. <laughs> uh, your mother. I never met your mother, but I, I know a little bit about your grandma. Oh, yeah. My grandma. She really smoked weed, Craig. Grew Come it. on. She grew it. I don't believe you. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. My grandmother grew it in the backyard. I said, what are you going to do about the cops? The hell with them. I tell them I've got glaucoma. It's medicinal, you know. <laughs> So my grandmother was into medicinal marijuana way before it was popular, way before it was legal. So she took a risk on growing it because she says, what are they going to do? Cuff me? That's what she used to say. She said, dare the cops to come arrest her. But yeah, my first pot was like, well, not my first, but she'd say, come here, smoke a joint with your Nana. What are you back on? You're 12, you pussy. Come over here. Let me give you a shotgun. <laughs> you know, you, uh, you know, I noticed that... Uh, a lot of the comedians out there that are very successful, like yourself, because I know you've won a Comedy Central Award and you've uh, you had your own show on HBO. And but do you think most of these comedians come from very dysfunctional families? It's that is a question I've definitely been asked, and I still don't have the answer. I will tell you that if you're mining material, I just actually talked to someone who works for me about this who wants to be a writer. Is a writer said the truth is always the best. So if you can find absurdities within the truth of things that happen, that's the easiest stuff to write. And uh, so that takes a little bit of life experience. And usually if you have experience, if it's not, you're not long in life, if you're 20 years old, 22 years old, whatever it is, well, then you have your family to mine from or these difficulties in high school or grade school or things like that. So uh, if you're looking for material, it's right there for many people. But I've always heard that Seinfeld had a very normal life and he doesn't, uh, you know, I always had that thing, no hugs and all that kind of stuff. And where a lot of us mm. long for hugs because mm -hmm, we did not mm -hmm. have that growing up. And that's what motivates many comedians is to get that love because we get that love and attention from audience members. And uh, right, that's, right. We, yeah, so there's some sort of energy that's formed between a bond that's uh, from audience to comedian. And I think that it's really fulfilling some of that uh, yearning that we have for uh, nurturance and attention and kindness and you know it's something a lot of us did lack now i happen to come from really which you give difficult your difficult circumstances your yeah uh, you know, but your so. kids are you give your kids more nurturing and love than they could ever even handle yeah yeah right but, uh, right you know that, yeah that not, i saw that it's not necessarily you know a good thing i have one kid that doesn't like it at all he's completely like you know shut me out you know so he has oh, his story you know that he might not and as a matter of fact i actually went overboard with him so I probably, you know, I'm trying to give them what I lacked and yes. that might not be the answer. You know, I no. I'm, sometimes they don't know how to handle it. They don't know how to embrace it. No, they, you know, and someday they might, you know, just like I have with my mom, I have the best relationship I ever had with her. It's awesome. I, I'm with her a lot lately and she went to the graduation with me and man, I, I know where I got my humor from. She makes us laugh really hard with her nuances and her quirks and, neuroses and it is so funny that so now we don't even argue because i just accept her she, yes i, I her love that I, show, you know called what's bugging barb because everything bugs her she's i'll tell you what's bugging me today now don't you feminists come attack me female train engineers i won't even get on the train if it's a female <laughs> so she has all these all these things and i just accept her i'm not going to go mom that's wrong no, it's just it's okay 
So I, and it, it, I, I don't even argue anymore. And it's good for your show, too. You could add some more materials through her. Yeah. I have another question, though, for you that you've never been asked before. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Which cast of SNL? Which cast of SNL would you want to be trapped on an island with? <laughs> okay. I've never been asked that question. Are you talking about I know. Recent, recent SNL or former That's SNL? What? Could any be, like former recent anybody years. from the time over the 45 years when Belushi and Aykroyd started the, the, the whole. Well, thing. I have one that did not succeed there, but we certainly know who she is now. She was in probably the worst year in the history of SNL. Can you guess who it is? Julie Louise Dreyfus. Julie oh. Louise Dreyfus. It's to me, I am ridiculously attracted to her. She would have to leave her husband and I have to leave my wife behind. But look, we're trapped on an island. Somehow we got there. Maybe those two perished at sea. Maybe they're together, she and her wife, her, her husband and my wife. But whatever the case is, I am very attracted to humor um, and her confidence. And I think she's the best actress in the history of television. I think she is. You know, it's so funny because I liked her on Seinfeld, but I have to say I liked her even more on Veep. Amazing. When I, she is, I liked her on Seinfeld. I love her on Veep. I mean, what she does, her timing, unbelievable. her comedic timing, her yeah. delivery is impeccable beyond. I don't know if anybody else could do that. Well, I mean, by she, the way, New Christine, she was on that show as well, Adventures of New Christine. I mean, she is a brilliant, 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 brilliant. brilliant. And by the way, back to your, we can have a call back to your question. This is someone who grew up with wealth, the Dreyfus Fund. She grew up really, really wealthy. Oh, that's her so family. Apparently I didn't know she that. didn't have it quote unquote difficult. Maybe she did. Maybe she didn't. Whatever the mm. case is, this is a, now she's not a stand up, so she's not mining the material. Come to think of it. She's not mm. writing her own material, but wow, what a performer. Jeez, everything that she does. Uh, I fell in love with her at, uh, with Seinfeld and I just have never, you know, so that's who I want to be on a deserted island with from SN. All right. I want to be with Kristen Wiig. Oh, yeah. Oh, at Tina Fey from Philadelphia. And I ran into her and I fell in love even more when I asked her if she takes her kids to the Jersey Shore. And she does. So oh. I got to love that because I still. You got to love that. I still you bring my family that. back east, even though we can afford to go anywhere in the world. You know, I, I go, I take them to the Jersey Shore, get a house on the ocean. Lo and love the Jersey Shore. it's always somebody from Philadelphia who rents to us. And they think I'm from Philadelphia, and you know, so they always do the the landlord for the week. They always go, "Hey, where are you, with the Philly accent? Hey, where are you guys from?" And I go, <laughs> I always go California. I always go California. What are you doing here at the Jersey Shore? You ain't got, ain't got no oceans out there in California. <laughs> so, it's classic. It happens every single time. People are shocked that I lug my whole family back east to go to the Jersey Shore with saltwater taffy. And Johnson's popcorn but that's, and mac and mango. What's that? But the kids need to yeah, see. I that. do it also. They need to see. They. Yeah. I took my kids back to Brooklyn. I took my kids yeah. back to Brooklyn to Sheep's Head Bay. I want them to see where I grew up, yeah. what I had, and what I didn't have. And I want them to have a, a, a go, go to Joe Stone, uh, Joe's Clam Bar. Oh, not yeah. Joe Stone Crabs. That's a that's another Joe's Clam Bar and Randazzo's and Lundy's, where it all started in Coney Island, and go on the you know go to the the on the roller coaster. I mean, this is where I grew up. This is where we all grew up. These kids don't realize where we came from. No. We had, and, 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 and I didn't play soccer. I didn't play. I wasn't on the, I, did, I mean, I didn't know what soccer was. Right. 
and many other things that they do that we obviously we didn't obviously have video games either, which detaches. We had nothing that like that. Detachment you had, you just played till dark. That's the part I think is pinball machines. I would go to the hotel. That's the most you did was an arcade. You would do an arcade, but that was still you'd go to the Catskills and they'd have the game room yeah, with the with pinball other machine. People, though you're with other kids, with other you're people. learning yes. how to relate to people in society and having a conversation. Differences, by the way, and differences. You learn how to get yes. along because you're not with everyone locked away in a room where you're on a speaker with you know people that could be a pedophile on the other end. You have no ideas on the other end. And no all these, idea. All these keyboard cowards. And this, you have to face one another right in the eye. And it's such a, and by the way, you're the same as I am. All my friends are still the same from kindergarten and third grade. We, I, every time I, I just went back, they had a party, 40 people in my friend's backyard when I was there, you know, for me. And, and it was, it's amazing. My recent television best. show is, was, is produced, you know, it's on Amazon Prime. I have a business show called Wolfpack. Yeah. And guess what? The guy's from third grade. And I copied off him. He was so smart. He went to Harvard and has, you know, Wharton and all that. But we stayed in touch and he pr presented this show to me and I, I took the show and I produced it with them. And I went back to Philadelphia. I called the Eagles. I got the Eagles are the co-producers now. We've shot at the link. All this Philadelphia. It's And people that worked on the set were like friends from junior high and, and stuff like that. And I love it. We still are connected. Yes. And it's because we played ass ball together. That's yeah. brought us together. Yeah. And those are the friends that you'll have for life. Those for are life. the friends that love you. What they love you warts and all. They don't That's great. it's 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 the real deal. It's yeah. the real deal. Now, my son, and I must say, even though he grew up where we do, he has really, really gotten that part of hanging with dad. And he has friends from third and first grade, probably for life. Uh you well, you know, I think you know one of the one of the kids, Shay Pitts. You know Shay Pitts, don't you? No, no you don't know, don't know Ronnie and no, and Babette. I thought you, oh, knew. yes, of course. Oh, my god, yes. Babette Perry. Yes, that's his Ron, best friend. The football is... player. Yes, He's... oh, Babette's the best. Their son is my son's best friend since third grade. You know, or... I had no idea yeah. that Babette is she, is she your agent? Yeah, I mean, well, she's your been... agent. Okay, okay, so yeah, but it's not about that. They met anyway, they met as you know, playground kids. You know, what I mean, like that's how they bonded, and they're still best of friends today and today is a great great kid he, great thank, kid. he thanks me for this it's a pass that on to him so so as much as people think that we're curmudgeons saying back in my day and all that kind of you know og cranky over here but there really is some substance to what we're saying there's a lesson in that and my son reflects it back to me he thanks me and says geez dad i got that from you you know and that is it is something that is ingrained in East Coast people. And I would implore people on the West Coast to do that, not have fake friends, not have friends that are going to help you and serve you and, you know, using them. And, you know, yes, as soon yes. As opportunistic set, friends, as soon as you're right. off the set, then you're done with them. You and, you know, no, no, you, you know, you either connect or you don't connect. And that's the one thing I don't like most about California. I heard it and denied it for years. But no, it is pretty true that there's a lot of, uh, you know, fair weather friends. So. Uh, you got I, all you need is five. That's it. Five friends that you can call at three in the morning that you could trust, that you could rely on, depend on. And I tell my girls all the time. And that's why I, you know, I'm, I'm a total um, believer in kids even going back to college on the East Coast because that mm -hmm. live out in L.A. They need to know what it is like that's right. to be with genuine, real, yep. 
what you see is what you get people. That's exactly right. My son just went to school in Western Pennsylvania in the middle of the mountains perfect. and got That's to know perfect. sons and daughters of coal miners. You know, do you think he's ever going to find anything close to that out here? No. And that's a great experience for him. And I really think that he learned probably a lot about, about what people are really all about. Yeah. And like, you, you know, I know you and Golds, you have uh, an amazing uh, friendship since college, right? Well, before college. We've known each other for a while through another mutual friend I went to Temple with, uh, Mark Pogachevsky. Oh, I know Mark. Yeah. Mark and I, you know, since kids, you know, and so that's how I know Golds and from Northeast Philly and I'm from close to Northeast and Mount Airy. And yeah. We, we lost, no we lost Michael a few years back. Our yeah. friend Michael Goldberg, unfortunately, he was a great guy. Well, he also left a legacy of, uh, for me is I, I guess you might know the story. I told you that I might've had something to do with the conception of his child, Kayla, you know, from, from laughter yeah. healing. Well, when he got brain cancer a year and a half later, that was my, literally my haha moment. I said, well, does laughter really heal? Because I want to help my friend. He's one of my best friends. I want to help him heal. And what can I do for him? And I started this program, this Laugh for Life program at a cancer facility. And he showed up at every one of them. They gave him three months to live, by the way. I remember, I remember how many three, remember how many years? Three months. And he dove into the laughter. As a matter of fact, you're on film on some of it. We've shot all along the years. Yes. He would show up at comedy clubs. That was the prescription I gave to the classes you know, the, of all these cancer patients, their caregivers will almost have it worse, by the way. So caregivers have it so difficult. I want to say that to anybody out there that's dealing with someone with cancer. It's so difficult. It's so powerless. Devastating. So I, I said, what can I do for Golds? And I started these programs, these guided laughitations, this Laughter Heals Foundation I formed. It's a 501c3 nonprofit. And he showed up for all of it. He put, you know, I said, more comedy films. Let's get out of negativity. Laugh at some of the things that are difficult in your life. When he had a seizure at Philadelphia in the stadium and someone's telling him, down in front. They said, he has cancer. He's having a seizure. I don't care. I can't see through him. Sit down. I mean, so we laughed about that. I know. And, he laughed you know through what? it. He lived 15, 15 years. 15 years. 15 years. years. Unbelievable. Because yes, you have a did. will yes, to live. Did. You have more of a will yes. to live if you have I laughter and joy in your life. If you have misery, totally. if people are constantly talking about misery and fear Negativity. and all that, I want to live. Who wants to live through that? You know, you want life I, I, and levity and light. You have to. Laughter heals. I always believe yeah. laughter heals. I've, I've always believed that. And since my mom had cancer and, and she laughed through the whole thing. Good. She lived an, and she lived an extra 15 years because she kept... It all up, funny, fun. Don't need some money, Lisa. We need money at laughterheels.org. Thank you. <laughs> we, we'll let, I'm glad you let people know it's that. Nonprofit. Uh, we we yes. want to keep this. And by the way, out of COVID, I do, by the way, I did do, donate. By the way? It's, I do it, donate to Laughter Heals. It's, it's great for your immune system. It's, it's exactly what we need more of. And thank God they're going to release the comedians, release the hounds. Because now if we're going to get out there. And finally, the essential workers are going to bring the medicine to people. We need it more than ever. We have to celebrate life and your vitamin yes. D. You're getting out and you're among people and your circulatory system. Your heart is engaged. Everything, your lungs, everything is great about laughter. So why are they trying to shut us down? Yeah, why well, are they that's, trying that's to a- shut us down? FCC, cancel culture, virtue signalers, trying to shut down the comedians. Do you know why? Because we're the curtain pullers. We're the truth tellers. And that's right. what people in charge, they don't want to hear it. The money people, they are threatened right. by it. They're this threatened. is why and we're conditioned to believe that you know, $20 at a comedy show is too much. No, that's your copay, baby. Come to right. a damn comedy show and go get your health back. Well, if you want to see the funniest show you'll ever see, you have to go see Craig because Craig, uh, you know, 
how I don't know. I can't count how many times I've seen your show at the Canyon Club. Um, yeah. You are beyond. I mean, I I literally wet my pants at least four times. But <laughs> and I got to tell you, thank God for this guy, my writer, Adam Labarkin, because if he wasn't in our life, him and his wife and his kids during COVID, we were we were they were a pod family, really? pod, a pod family. We traveled together, we hung out together. If I didn't have his comedic, you know, in my, you know, his, his, I mean, he's, I wouldn't have gotten through it. I wouldn't have gotten through it. I mean, he's not being funny now, but. I'm letting you talk. Yeah. I'm never serious and she knows it. So. (laughs) Yes. But Adam, are we going back? Let me, you know, I, I, we've been talking so long about this, uh, this other stuff that Craig is doing, which is great stuff, but Adam, throw out another question that Craig's never been asked. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's a, a better theme for an escape room? Matt Gates's basement or an abortion clinic? <laughs> oh my God! This is why you have a writer here. I was wondering, Lisa. I know Lisa from the Match Game. You know, not Match Game, like Gene Match Rayburn, Game with Gene Rayburn and uh, Brett Summers Klugman. Was that me? No. Was that me? Was I was I the one on the, the Match Game? Was that me? No, no. Oh, okay, that Gene. one or the Alec Baldwin version right. that they have now. Uh, no, she's been in the matching people business, of which I have nine marriages under my belt, by the way, not including my own. That You've I told me about. that at least 25 yeah. times. Exactly. Well, nobody else is in the audience has heard it before, Lisa. That's okay. podcast work. They don't Let know. everyone know. Any conversation with me. You, you and I were supposed to have our own show. Remember? That would have been a good one. That would have been a good love master and the love mistress. Yeah. Yes, there you go. So uh, <laughs> so I, uh, we... Um, I do think that the the idea on that answer would be Matt Gates is uh, just you could actually just show films on his forehead and have and have a good time. Um, sometimes the jokes write themselves. I don't try. To, I'm trying not to do politics because it's not evergreen, and I like to do evergreen stuff. And I also like to do personal experiences. Like I have experiences personally with Donald Trump. So nobody can argue with me, go, you know, whatever it is, you know, they do, they all get in fear. They deify the guy. Don't deify anybody. Don't deify political parties or anyone. You're, you're, you're done because they're going to find faults within that concept of deifying someone. They're going to find all that trip you up. So just deify yourself. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. just listen to yourself and your own conscience and not what mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. news that's sponsored, but what they tell you to do. Follow your own heart, follow your own lead, follow your own laughter, your own levity, your own light. Be your own voice. I have a book called coming out called Get Out of Line and Into Alignment. Get into alignment with yourself and your truth. Did you become a, a did you become a, a chiropractor? Not that kind of alignment. <laughs> I think you're right what you're saying. I'll we shouldn't believe fine, baby. Oh, oh I I'm ready, baby. <laughs> baby. You're the I'm wearing my I'm wearing my love jacket, baby. See oh. my oh, there you go. It's got a love see, jacket. See, see. Um if your life were a drinking game where you had to drink every time you were heckled, what would your blood alcohol level be? I must admit, I don't get heckled that much. I guess from being a veteran, I would. You know, you I, don't. No. You really don't. No. I, and I talk so fast, I can't get a heckle in. They can't keep up with you. <laughs> i talk to Adam about that. I can't, nobody can get a word in edgewise with me. So uh, I don't get heckled, know how to handle it. So uh, I'd say I'd be a one, two blood alcohol level, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Can, can drive, yeah. but maybe you can make it home. Right, right. Adam, Adam next time Craig is in town, we're going yeah, to the show. You, you, I, 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 you have to. You know, we're just getting yes, up. Because, I'm, up. 
I have one coming up, socially distanced, really soon, as a matter of fact. Where are you going to be? I'm going to be outdoors. Now, tell me my career is not skyrocketing at a golf course. <laughs> Really? Sherwood? Like no, Sherwood? Los Ro- no, not that nice. <laughs> Los Calabas- Robles, Calabasas. A public, a public course, Los Robles. I know Los, Ro- I know Los Robles. It's not that far it, from I us. I it through, though, a very prestigious place, the Thousand Oaks Civic Arts Plaza that's not ready to uh, open yet. So they said, why don't we do an outdoor concert? I agreed to do it. So I think tickets are almost sold out. So, yeah, go to craigshoemaker.com. By the way, my name is Shoemaker, not Mocker, folks. A lot of people, hello, you're my favorite comedian, Craig Shoemaker. It, you make shoes, you don't mock shoes. Unless they're Crocs, those you can mock. Lisa, do you know what the holes are for? So your self-esteem can slip out. <laughs> That's a new right, one. That's a new we're, one. We're four for four. He hasn't heard any of those questions. Um, oh. Here's one more. The last one. Um, uh, Philly native Will Smith was the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. What L.A. town would your parents have sent you to to be a prince of? What L.A. LA town would my yeah. parents Would you be Fresh Prince of, Fresh prince of Watts? What, what would you be? Fresh prince? My, my parents wouldn't send me anywhere except for just get out. <laughs> it's like, well, first of all, my father left when I was born. You know, something I said, wah, he was gone. Right. So he, had, you know, he became a cult leader in the Pocono Mountains. <laughs> and my mom, my mom pretty much, you know, Did he really? doing her thing and. And uh, so I don't know that they would send me anywhere. I've always gone everywhere on my own. So I was a uh, fresh p- prince of Hollywood when I first moved out here. So I guess that's where I'd go. I, w- I moved to like uh, La Brea and Hollywood uh, right around there, uh, the Hollywood <clears throat> Boulevard, La Brea. I lived over there on Hollywood Boulevard in La Brea. Oh, my God. Was that, was that you? Have we ever? Wait, did, we, weren't t- we didn't do that, did we? I know. I was just thinking that. Did Wait. We? You know, you never, know, you, you never wait know what a minute. went on in the eighties. The late eighties were not a good time for people to remember things. Maybe that's why the Love Master sounded familiar when I saw your show. <laughs> okay. That's another show. I wonder if you lived, uh, what, what street did you live on? I lived right at the, in the building, right there on Hollywood Boulevard and La Brea, 7205 or something like that. I think the, the I know it was a uh, 72 something address. That was my address too. So then that was you. <laughs> That oh, you were good. Crazy. Oh, boy. We're going to have to oh, search okay. the archives. Right. have to search the archives on that one. <laughs> so, oh, I better check know, that DNA on my older daughter. You know, <laughs> no, that was that was afterwards. So, and yeah, um, I lived in Hollywood, and it was not the Hollywood that it is today. That's for sure. No, um, not at all. Was it was. Corner of crack and homeless. How about the, oh, Jerry, we were talking about Jerry Seinfeld before. Jerry Seinfeld, his show Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. Who's the most famous comedian that ever asked you to get them coffee? If you get, <laughs> asked me to get them coffee? Yeah. What, what, what do you think? I, I been, I've been a, a headliner pretty high <laughs> level for a very long time. I can't think of somebody that's saying, hey, uh, come here. Uh, you know, go out and run, run to Starbucks and get me a coffee, okay, if you want to open. Oh, for come me. on, <laughs> no. Craig. When you were working at all the comedy clubs in New York, no. did you ever work at any of those clubs where some one of the comedians, maybe like someone like Jay Leno said, hey, buddy, want to go get me a, a, a cup of coffee? No. Well, I mean, I guess you could come close to that. Jay Leno, uh, when I was, I did open for him in the 80s when I was a kid. And See, there you go. Well, yeah, you don't even, well, the only place I can go get some chicken, fried chicken. I eat that every night before I go on stage and after. That was a good J, but I want you to do my favorite. Who's that? Nobody, but nobody does Barney Fife. Oh, jeez. Barney, 
Nobody does Barney like you. Well, I will tell. Not, I will tell you. Do my Barney in a story that I just told. Not Barney the dinosaur, no, guys. Not, oh, he loves you. Bro, <laughs> hey, where's oh, the yeah, well, oh, I think he's banned. Well, I don't know what happened to him. But yeah, something happened. Barney's wife. Uh, for those of you uh, too young to know who we're talking about, was Don Knotts, a great character on the Andy Griffith Show. I just watched an episode the other day. It really is one of the greatest. One of the greatest. Yeah, it really is. It's just great classic television. They didn't have to do this, that, and the other thing. For, simple. Uh, yeah, simple. They really did keep it as simple. And it was it was comfort food for me. I used to come home, watch it on UHF. I don't know if you remember UHF. Yeah, UHF. Are you kidding? The other, the other knob. Yeah, we surround the channel the with knob, the safe knob. <laughs> so, giving uh, away our age. You, okay. you actually, if you if you if you thumped on the floor, you could change the channel. It would go. <laughs> it would just go right out of the channel <laughs> from seventeen over to forty. Exactly. So it was. Uh, it was comfort food. I'd have a dad. I'd watch after school and Don Knotts became part of my life. He was like an uncle and Andy was like a dad. So here's what's happened since that time. You know, I kind of had like, this is like almost like law of attraction put out to the universe kind of stuff. My first time on television, I won $10,000 on America's funniest people with Barney Fife fighting the cowardly lion. That was the bit that I did. Oh, put him up. <laughs> All right, Mr. Lion, you better back up. These things are certified lethal weapons. So that's, uh, that's, I, I, and then my next, I did pretty good, Adam, two, huh? I did Excellent. Two guest Excellent, stars, Barney Five. Two guest star appearances and on Lion. Matlock, Matlock with Andy Griffith and Don. I Lock. worked with, I worked with Andy Griffith on Matlock. Uh, you, he never remembered his lines, remember? What did you do? You do you remember he, uh, I, I did, I was under, I was, uh, um, and the jury on the jury. I was on the jury. You're on the jury. Were you the yeah, Matlock. I was in the courtroom. What, what does that mean? You were. You were. I was a juror. I was a juror. You were a, like juror number three, like <laughs> five, six. I don't know. Oh, did you have a credit? Yeah, I had a credit. I was like an under five. What What did you say? Guilty. What? <laughs> I want to see this Matlock episode. Damn, I think I, I said. Shit. I think I told Andy Griffith to remember his fucking lines. <laughs> So, so here's the series of events. First time on television, national television, won the 10th time. Then my first guest star is Matlock. Then I'm on Comic Relief, and it happened to be the night that Don Knotts is there with Steve Allen. The Steve Allen show, they were honored Steve Allen show. So imagine this. He's watching me live backstage in his big tent. People watched him watching me do him in front of the theater, in the theater over Universal. And he st he's staring. He couldn't see really well. He's staring at the monitor. He turns to Steve Allen. He goes, he does me pretty good, doesn't he? <laughs> and he's like older. So that was uh, when they whisked me in the Mr. other room. Burley. It was a really big moment for me. Me and Chris Rock were kind of discovered that night. And they, I did a press conference. And all of a sudden, he comes up there. He's frail and he's older. And then I do the old Barney, nip it in the butt, Andy. And he turns to me and goes, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> You do me better than me. And then we hung out. I still have a great photo. I should get it for you. And uh, we hung out for a long time afterwards. Uh, and then finally, Pleasantville, he plays the TV repairman, yeah. very much old and very much on his, you know, last days. And he got sick. And I, another friend of ours edited the film Pleasantville, Billy Goldenberg, a great editor who's like the gold standard these days. We went to Temple together as well. And Billy calls me and I had to loop Don Knotts. Half of the movie is me replacing his no. voice. Oh, yeah. Are you watch, serious? Watch the movie and he circles the oh app on the illustrator. Him as an old guy 
So you talk about full circle in life. I, it's me. Like he circles it. I go, boom, right there. What do you call that? Right there, bud, the forbidden fruit here in Pleasantville. I'm your TV repairman. And uh, <laughs> so that's actually my voice for most of the movie instead of his. So then to take it all full circle, his daughter calls me few years ago she has a book coming out called tied up in knots she goes i want you in the book you're my dad's favorite comedian so i thought that was pretty cool oh how sweet and since a little boy with no father and he's my uncle to all that all that and here we end up uh, i'm in i'm in the book tied up in knots by karen knots you should oh, you should do an so imitation cool. of karen as a girl version of don well i actually <laughs> did that uh i did that as a, i did him as a uh as a porn star in front of her you know oh. going take it all back that up you know so <laughs> And then, and then I have an invitation of her going, that sounds nothing like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Alan, where's my producer? You, I hope you're listening to all this. Where, Alan, how you doing, Alan? Alan, hey, I'm Craig. I'm good. This is, my, this is my podcast. This is the producer of The Greatest. He's the greatest. He's in Pittsburgh. Yes. Did you meet? Did you guys meet yet? We did. Yes, we chatted before. I've been laughing my ass off all show, even, <laughs> e even though you're a Philly guy. <laughs> even you though know, you're a Penguin fan. Well, you don't worry about the Flyers. They're gone. Not this year. Yeah, they're out of it. Yeah. And no, and also my mom, my mother is a huge fan. I was telling her before we did the show. His mom lives uh, in today, Burbank. You know, he grew up in Burbank. She, I, grew, I grew up in Burbank. Oh. And uh, my mom was like, oh, yeah, I saw him for my birthday one, one at year. The ice house. At, uh, I bet it was the at the ice house. Oh, at the, the ice house, yeah. And well, she said, she said, ask him if he'll be your new dad, please. So, please. of course, I can't have enough children. Uh, so, yeah, if I can give you the love that I give my other kids, the ones rejecting me anyway, so you can replace him. So, uh, yeah, Burbank, I'll be there back at Flappers in June for Father's Day weekend. How perfect is that? So maybe oh, I love that room. Nice. and uh, treat your father right and buy me something. That's a great room. Right, I, I did that room about I did uh, the. Uh, uh, what was it uh, with Wendy Hammer? Remember Wendy? Yeah, old, old friend yeah. of mine. Yeah, I Very did. Hill, New Jersey. I did Tasty Words with Wendy at, oh. at Flappers a few years ago. That was fun. That's a yes. great, that's a good room. Great We're going to come there. I will be we'll there Father's Day weekend. Yes, let's either that or come to the golf course. I think should all, those are the choices in California right now. <laughs> well, we'll definitely get on the guest list, I'm sure. Um, let's see here. Oh, I love uh, that she Craig says get on the guest list. You can't just... People see it. See how it works, folks. People can't fork out a couple dollars for comedy. It's okay. Don't worry. Your we'll own do health. We'll do you'll go get Tylenol down the street for double the price of of the damn cover charge. So, man, comedians, it's we're you have jesters. Amuse me, fool, but don't charge. All right. Well, buy the goddamn tickets. <laughs> don't worry, Greg. Who's your, yeah. who's your who was your favorite comedian growing up? Wow. Uh, have been asked that before, but uh, it's a difficult one to answer. My biggest inspiration, believe it or not, is Bruce Springsteen. Not for, really? his, not for his jokes. He, but He's not that funny, but no. I like his music. Oh, my God. It's his in-between. It's the interstitial stuff that really moved me and his whole performance. Asbury Park. And when I saw him in uh, Philadelphia at the Spectrum, uh, born in the USA, I'm just, I'm just starting and I'm going, my God, if I could do that. He tells the truth. He brings it from the heels. He gives you everything he has. He's a personal. I still remember the story from back then of him going to Graceland. And I said, that's what I want to do in comedy is, is have people relate to something that I'm saying. They're, my truth becomes their truth. And that's the whole thing when he writes songs is everything is so from his heart. And I'm listening to his book right now. 
And that's who I wanted to be is Springsteen of comedy. And you, and you know, are because I, you do tell the truth when you're on stage. Everything I, you tell, people could relate to. And I do long shows that people are going, what the hell? <laughs> it's like, you, I do at least 90 minutes a show and I just give it everything yes. that I have. I never pull back on a performance. I don't think he does as well. But I'd say it's embarrassing to say who my idol was because um, I met him a couple of times and he disappointed me. Uh-oh. Yeah. Prior? No. 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 Carlin? I, mean, I love Robin. I Robin love Williams? Him. I love them both. Yeah. Loved Robin. Robin, Robin was awesome too. Such a great guy. I was one time I was oh, backstage. So right? Oh, the love master film. As a matter of fact, we won the independent film festival it was 15,000 people. This tells you the relationship of where I come from with my mother. And, uh, so I, I'm backstage and we won the independent film festival in Los Angeles. I'm going, Hey Robin, my mom loves celebrities. Can you talk to my mom in Philadelphia? Oh, the love master's mother. Oh, yes, I will. <laughs> oh, does she have a big penis? Oh. Anyway, so. <laughs> So I said, great, great, great. I call her up. I go, hey, mom, I'm standing here with Robin Williams. who's going to talk to you. I know you love celebrities. And my film just won the Independent Film Festival. Can you believe it? <laughs> There's a silence. There's a pause. She goes, that's very nice, Craig. You know not to call me during Jeopardy. I got to go. <laughs> As she's hanging up, I hear, who is Anwar Sadat? She has to get one more, <laughs> one more answer in before we accept that. And she hangs up. And I'm, I just won this big award. And I, I turn to Rob and I go, she hung up on me. I'll never forget his compassionate, empathic face. He goes, oh, my God, how embarrassing. I understand. That's what he says to me. I understand. He totally got it. Like, this is why we do what we do, because our parents hang up on us on a regular basis, metaphorically, <laughs> symbolically, energetically. That's what they do. And that's why we do what we do. But the answer to the comedian that I most wanted to be was I was an impressionist. I don't know if you knew this. I used to only do impressions. I was like an impressionist more than a oh, you comedian. You do really good ones. You do good ones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I used to do tons of them, but they yeah. all get, they get outdated. So that's why I said, man, you gotta you gotta be more you. You gotta write for you. And this guy became outdated too because he was just an impressionist. It was Rich, Rich Little. Little. If anybody knows Rich who Little. Rich Little. Right, you going to say yes? Yes. Of course. He I used to do greatest. an impression of Rich Little. Hi, I'm Rich Little. <laughs> so that was one of my impressions. Hi, I'm Rich Little. Today on you asked for it. Anyway, uh, he—that's how he talks. It's like, anyway, I like. He does. I've he learned. Does. I've learned how to enjoy genuineness and authenticity in people. As a matter of fact, I coach it. You know, I, you know, I'm coaching right now called Enlightened Up, and man, the courses are going great. I teach people Good how to find you. enlightenment alchemize humor and turn it into gold and a one-on-one you know, one -on -one or a class one-on-one yes, -on -one classes i do both enlightenedup.com but it's really awesome what i'm teaching is because humor should be used more in business relationships all marriage, the time all the time all the time women always say they want a sense of humor what a bunch of shit yes. but anyway uh, but uh it's so important so this is what i'd like to teach and authenticity is really boil us down to our authentic true selves and the biggest key to comedy is truth and humility so those make, the, be able to make fun of yourself exactly too. exactly it makes you more relatable and people like don't walk around with a chip on your shoulder exactly, or life is too short kind of show off you know i was with this yeah. guy one time he's giving me a tour of his place he married a famous woman he's multi-millionaire he's like, look at me look at this do you believe i have this i'm sitting there going are either one of us enjoying this <laughs> yeah are either one of us laughing cares? You think right. Picasso is making me go, oh my God, like, this is awesome. Now you have all this <laughs> stuff and I have none of it. 
this is great. What a good time I'm having because you married this money. Oh, my God. There can't be a better time than this. There's nothing yeah. authentic about it. The guy's showing you something that someone else did that he purchased through someone else. I mean, come on. Am right. I supposed to be impressed by that? So that's no. what I try to teach is authenticity, getting down to the real you, Love genuine yourself. energy flow, I call it, the GEF, and, and really get people to, to find out what's real in life and pass that on to your relationships, your children, your spouses, whoever it is, and bring that and bring that humor into everything that you do. So, and it was inspired by Golds. This is all inspired well, by Golds. And your wife. She didn't inspire me. What are you kidding me? She's, <laughs> man, she's got no sense of humor. Oh, she's. <laughs> was that racist? She, she, you've changed a lot. No, no. Craig, Can I say come it on. Because you, she's from Japan. No, you've changed a lot. You've changed a lot since I know you from 15 years ago. You're a different guy. That's way over 15 years. What are you trying to make yourself uh, younger? It's yeah, way course. over 15. Um, <laughs> no, you, you. Sorry. She, it's, it's before you added, had children. So she do the math, honey. <laughs> she added, she added a lot into your life, I think. And, and I think she is an amazing, positive uh, asset to, to, in, to you. Can you get her? Uh, in, can you get her to sleep with me in your life? You, uh, I'll talk to her. Can you talk to her and get her? Is, oh. is can that match be made? I'll give her COVID, a sex therapy COVID. session. We'll do a sex therapy she, session. That's what I've been doing. Means move into another room. I mean, I'm, I'm repulsive in quarantine. I gained 25 pounds. Who didn't? Well, you didn't. I'm sitting on it, baby. Oh, are you really? Get on that. Go ahead, show. I'm gonna it. get on my pellet. You, you, I'm gonna get on my pellet. Show us that big tuchus. Come on. <laughs> Well, she's going to do it. Right. Right. Let me see. Now, Lisa, I have a, I think I've already thanked you for this, but you and your uh, matchmaking, it doesn't only apply to men and women or even a gay couple. You can sometimes match up people. And do yes. you know where I'm going with this? You know, the, the who you match I me with? I think I know where you're going with this, but you could tell me again what does he and do remind me living? how great I am. What does he do for a living? I'll tell you how great you are. Well, he's either a magician. Yes. Okay. There you go. So Lisa, player. Lisa was at a party uh, with a Philadelphia Eagle about 11, 12 years ago. Oh, you're a Philadelphia Eagle. There's this comedian, Craig Shoemaker. He's a good friend of mine. He's a big Eagles fan. He goes, Craig Shoemaker. I love that guy. And you connected us. Yes, and I, I became a John Doran boss. I became kind of a mentor for him. I got him on, I got him on, I called Brian Gumble. got him on real sports. He goes on America's got talent comes in third. I mean, Ellen show and he's killing it. And you are the whole reason that the whole thing started with me and Doran boss. So there, there you, go. you go. Great job. See? And his first agent I got him was Babette Perry, who we mentioned earlier. Oh, is Babette his agent? Oh, that's great. She was his agent, but that was his first. I got him all over Hollywood. I took him all over Hollywood, introduced him when nobody knew who he was. He was a long snapper. Nobody even knows what he was. He was a snapper is. for the Philadelphia Eagles. A long snapper. So, yes. Right. He was He's playing the guy with my that friend's hikes the husband. Ball between his legs to the punter yep. or the holder for the kicker. And that's what he does for a living for 15 years. And then, but he's a master magician and what a story. Who would have ever thought? Who would have ever thought this guy is a master magician? And, 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 He's doing shows. Oh, I mean, he's killing it. And laughter healed him, too, because his father murdered his mother when he was 11 years old. He went into foster care to deal with his grief. He became a master magician. And uh, the rest is history. Uh, he brings laughter a, and joy to many people. And he was originally part of the Laughter Heals organization as well. 
And uh, yeah, John Dornbos, you're the reason that we met from your from your uh, little yentiness. <laughs> My little yentiness. Yes, I bring people together in so many ways, and I'm glad that I made a difference in your life. Yeah, you did. Yeah, we always, I always remember that because you, you made the call to me. I said, "Yeah, I, oh, I know, I remember what it was." You couldn't remember his name, and you said he's a white guy. I go, "Well, that's three people." Oh, <laughs> you actually, I actually said that. Yeah, well, you, I really. Well, you described him as, I said, describe what he looked like. He goes, well, he's white. And I said, well, if that's the case, if you look at the Eagles roster, that's one of three people. So I finally narrowed it down. You couldn't remember his name. It's an unusual name anyway. Well, he spelled it J-O-N. That's true. Well, that, but, but that's the door in Boston. That's, that's that's cool. <laughs> okay. You were going, I don't know. It's a, and I, something and I, with a I boss said, or I door. Said, or I know I had a list of three and he, and I figured out was, and then I went and met him on the field in, in Minnesota with my son. Uh, we met on the field and. And you guys are like, I mean, you really are, you become so amazingly tight. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to, you know, kind of like assisting him in some ways and introducing around Hollywood. And uh, now he surpassed me. He's like, surpassed me. <laughs> so, isn't that amazing <laughs> though? I mean, is that unbelievable? The whole story, his yeah, story, all these stories um, are cre incredible. I mean, it's like I, if people only looked at uh, life of uh, you got to look into the destiny of things and into the, uh, into why the, things happen, why, what, yeah. you know, why people meet one another, why, why yeah. people are, I think that there are no mistakes. I really believe that the universe works in such amazing ways, how they bring yeah. people together and uh, just the way we all met, you know, our whole group, you know, yeah. we all met. I mean, you were playing basketball with Bobby Fallon. Mm -hmm. and, another, and, one, uh, another one passed away this year. Great yeah. guy. He's in the Love Master movie as well. Greatest, greatest guy. Yeah. Yeah. We've together. had some uh, tragedies and some deaths and, but yes. we're all together still, you know, I mean, the ones who are alive and we understand how important that bond is of friendship and loyalty and, uh, we all, loyalty. and we all have our difficulties. You know, I have people that can't stand we all of our shit, you know, we all have our shit and use these as an opportunity to grow. And that's, again, what I teach when I coach is to use these um, seemingly difficult obstacles and use them to uh, be stronger and, and learn from them. And Which that's what's happened so in my life. Need. I came from you know, poverty. I thought the word evict meant move. I thought they were the same word when I was a kid. And I, I was kidnapped by a serial pedophile when I was 13. You know, I've had difficulty with death. Look at you. You have this amazing you know. family. You you have a, a an amazing life right yeah, now. Yeah. You but have but a it career. Take, it takes going through the other. I died once, hovered over my body, overdosed, all this kind of stuff. But I, I'm happy that it all happened because I really can embrace what is and, and yes. happiness of life. And, and it's not about regretting. It's uh, not about thinking uh, and dwelling and uh, regretting and I should have, would have, could have. It's yeah, more about yeah. this got me here where I am right now. The other lesson I teach is I have been to the mountaintop allegedly, you know, like awards and I kind of just, I've achieved a lot of stuff from nothing and it means nothing. It's like nothing. Tell people, I go, these, these awards, these trophies, these Emmys or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. It means nothing. I mean, it helps, helps give some credibility to get on, right. you know, I mean, I wouldn't have been on this big podcast if it wasn't for the Emmys, but no, I'm just kidding. Exactly. But, um, you, you wouldn't know, have. But <laughs> that's a, uh, I only have people with two Emmys. Okay. Uh, can we, uh, that, that's, so line them up. Are you still got playing golf, Craig? 
I do. I'm not a very good golfer. I, 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 I know I lured your family into going over to Calabasas, but no longer. Yes, what you the did. Hell, come on, come yeah, back. What happened? Much better I don't than know. when you were there. I don't know if you knew that they, they have a whole new wing and beautiful fitness club and stuff like that. You guys got to come back. I remember we used to see one another at little holiday event. Remember the Halloween, the buffet. Yes. No, the Valentine's, the Mother's Days, all that kind of stuff. We'd see your family there and our family be there at the buffets at the country club. But uh, yeah, I don't see you there anymore. I'm, I'm very disappointed. You need to you need to come back. I got I, I play in these celebrity golf tournaments. I got a trophy for closest to the car. That's how that's how good I am. <laughs> I I met you. I think I met you at a golf tournament the first time we met. You were playing a celebrity. I was I was hosting. I was one of the. Uh, I was doing a talk show, and I uh, I was interviewing you. I remember I interviewed I you and. I remember yeah, it. I remember yeah, it because was, I don't remember where, <laughs> I was, but no, um, I was, I remember because I was guilty. You put me on the spot about the charity, <laughs> but a lot of times you show, yeah, you don't know what I the charity is. I'm the, going, I've always believed in, <laughs> look at her, yes. uh, uh, breast cancer awareness. Oh, I'm very, yeah. that, whatever it is. So I had to like look around on the, you know. <laughs> I still have the, I think I have the footage, the footage from that. I still have the, but I spoke to many people who play golf with you. They say that you're not a bit funny on the course with them. Why is that? Wow. Do they really say that? It's absolutely true. Yeah. Who said that though? Now, now I can't mention any names. You have to mention names. Well, your husband, is your your husband one of them? I don't even think I've ever golfed with him. I don't think you've ever played golf with my husband, but my husband's too busy. Yeah, I know. I don't think he, I don't, I don't think it's my husband, but. But you, um, who said that I'm not funny on the golf course? They're absolutely right, but you have to tell me who it is. I'll tell you after the show. All right. Um, I think that you, um, have been amazing today. Thank you. I wanted to thank you so much. You are, we could talk for hours and we probably will end up talking for hours after, uh, we go off the air. Make sure, but, make uh, sure that you tell people to go to craigshoemaker.com. I guess I just did. Craig I was just about to ask. I was going to ask you that. Sign I want to choose letter. There's lots happening. Wolfpack, go to Wolfpack on Amazon Prime. Give us a nice review and a rating. Absolutely, everybody. Are you listening? Being released. Enlightenedup.com, CraigShoemaker.com, and Wolfpack. Put it in quotes just in case you can't find it on Amazon Prime. PAC. It's a great business show. We got four episodes right before COVID, and it's really, it's not only fun, but it's very informative about business, and we certainly need to have a shift in that department, too. Oh, for sure. Alan, do you want to say anything to Craig before we say goodbye? I just want to say thank you, Craig, and I hope to catch you at Flappers or somewhere in SoCal when I'm back there and bring your mom. Well, when I come I'll to bring Pittsburgh, my mother. you're going to come see me in Pittsburgh when you come at the Improv. I'm Hell yeah. Up, so you better be there. Yes, absolutely. Me- and then okay. we'll go f- go on a road trip, Pop, just me and you. <laughs> I love not it. you a car like I did my other son. You got to deserve <laughs> I love you. I love, I you, love you, Craig. Thank you, guys. Talk soon. You got it. I want to thank my guest, Craig Shoemaker, for being on the show today. And I want to thank my producer, Alan Tuzinski, my writer, Adam Labarkin, and my composer, Jeff Urban. Thank you all for leaning in with me. And until next time, leaning out. Lean in, Lisa, put her to the test. Lean in, Lisa, so get off your chest. It's more than just a trend, cause everyone's her friend. So lean in with Lisa, spend your time with Lisa. Lisa's got something to say. So reach out.
to Lisa every day.